as anatomically impaired as a kendo. Now make yourself useful and give me that towel, will you? Listen, you bottom feeders and your arrogance, you think everybody's just trying to get in your knickers. What are you? I'm pissed off is what I am. Do you go around drenching everybody that comes into your room with flame-retardant chemicals? No wonder you're single. <laughs> much how was uh how's your thanksgiving nice nice not too bad not too bad had some turkey some stuffing gravy yeah thanksgiving the usual usual stuff drank too much what'd you have let's talk about your thanksgiving i made mac and cheese that's pretty good i I ended up having thanksgiving the day after though um Ah, I i had some stuff so all right let's jump in uh yeah, first thing, uh, first thing we uh, did this week, we'll review the first two episodes of Hawkeye. Yep. Um, I'll start because I kind of have an inkling of where you're going to be going towards this conversation. I don't know if you do. Well, I'll start. Um, I thought it was good. Um, I loved the first five minutes. Uh, did a little connection to the first Avengers movie. Uh, showed what showed the showed what was going on during the big battle at the end from a more human standpoint from the residents of New York. I thought that was really cool, um, especially when the aliens start showing up in the background when they're having their conversations and stuff. I thought that was really cool. Um, reminded me of I, I don't know if you've read it or heard about it the uh, the Marvel's graphic novel that came out in the nineties. Uh, it basically shows a street level view of everything that happened throughout the Marvel Universe. I think they take four different stories from through the time of the comics. Um, like when when um, Galactus came down to Earth, they showed the street level. There was a reporter that did some... Um, there was a reporter that was the lead of that comic. Well, anyway, it kind of reminded me of that, like a street level kind of thing that was going on. Um, um, a few hints in the show. Uh, well... I, 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 before we get to the hints, what, what were your thoughts? Well, Raymond, I don't like Hawkeye. So, going into it, I wasn't feeling too strong about it. But, to be honest, I really enjoyed it. It is my favorite Marvel show so far, through two episodes. Um, and... I can't wait to see where it goes, because uh, I really liked Hawkeye, but I, I kind of liked uh, what he did in Endgame, mm. when he was more badass. But before Endgame, I hadn't really cared one bit if he lived or died. Um, so yeah, I thought it was really good. Yeah, and I think in the show, they've ground, they've ground, they have did a great job grounding the character with the hearing aid and the hearing loss 
bringing it back into all the yeah. all the times he has explosions going on in the background. There's never any consequences, but they actually showed it in the show where he has a hearing aid because of it, and he can't hear as well. Um, and somebody that somebody that is so well known with the Avengers being so broken, it kind of it kind of grounds the whole entire series, which is great. Um, few Easter eggs that I noticed. Um, they 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 do more hints of the Avengers Tower after Tony Stark sold it um, in Spider Man Far From Home. Uh, there was always there's always a question of who bought the Avengers Tower, who did Tony sell it to, um, and it goes everywhere. From is it going to be the next Baxter Building from Fantastic Four? Is it going to be Kang's headquarters? Is it going to be Doctor Doom's New York? secret layout is it going to be is it going to be Oscorp from Harry Osborne from Spider-Man World I mean I mean the there there's there's that question that was kind of hinted in the show again it was it was kind of brought up again um they did a whole segment with LARPing live action role playing which I thought <laughs> was pretty cool we um, love LARPing sessions and pretty much anything they are yeah playing. um what was that? What was that movie? Uh, role models with uh, yeah. I was about Rudd. to say role models. It was great in that. Uh, Psych had some larping. Oh yeah, great in that. Yeah. So and yeah. Yeah, the guy. Watch something else this week that had some larping, but yeah. Yeah, the guy who played um, oh, what was his name? Grills, the firefighter that ended up stealing his uniform in the show. He's uh, based in the comics, um, but yeah. He's a he's the uh, he's kind of the uh, grounded neighbor to Hawkeye. Um, so yeah, um, other connections. Lucky Lucky the Pizza Dog, uh, kind of kind of being hinted that there's more to that story. I know there is in the comics, so I'm I'm wondering if they're going to show it in the show. Pretty cool scenes with him. I liked it. Um, the the auction number for the watch it ended up being number 268. Uh, the only connection that I saw and a bunch of people saw online that would be connected to the Avengers would be Avengers number 268, which is the Kang dynasty. Is everything connected to Kang? Probably not. It's probably reaching for straws, but it's kind of one of those, uh, you know, one of the things that the internet jumps on. Um, uh, Jacques the guy who plays uh, plays Kate Bishop's father or yes, I mother's boyfriend. He, yeah, he um, he's a swordsman in the comics. Um, he ends up training Hawkeye in the comics too. Um, um, yeah, that actor is. I know you haven't caught up to it yet, but he is the main bad guy in Better Call Saul. Um, I don't know if you remember when. Uh, they first introduce Saul into the show and they have him in the desert and uh, he thinks that that they're going to kill him or whatever and he says did Lalo sent you or whatever Laszlo whatever his name is on the show um, and that's his character on Better Call Saul so it's a Breaking Bad tie-in and uh, cool they're kind of they're kind of hinting that he's going to be the bad guy on this show what's going on with that you said in the comics yep. he trained Hawkeye do you think mm -hmm. he will be a good guy or not there's a lot of criminal corruption in the show, um, and we'll get to that in a minute, um, because the other big connection in the show 
is the very last scene of episode two. You see this blonde, you see this death girl kind of listen to the vibrations of a speaker, and that's Echo. Um, we kind of talked about her a couple episode, episodes ago. She's going to have her own spinoff show in a few, in a few, in a year, probably two years. Um, and in the comics, she was adopted by Kingpin, which is a Spider-Man Daredevil villain from from Marvel Comics. Um, and in this in this comic book that this show is based off, he is the main antagonist of the show. Um, so, I'm, so speculations abound that he will be showing up before the six episodes end this year. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm glad it's of, only six episodes. Yeah, and that's that's what's good about the Marvel shows. They're um, they're either forty five minutes, six episodes, half hour, twenty minutes, nine episodes. They kind of, they kind of fluctuate, but they work, and it doesn't it doesn't yeah. feel too long, and, and it gives enough time to tell the story more than what a movie would tell. So I do like that. WandaVision had some slow moments for me, but there yeah. were a lot of but there were a lot of good. there were a lot of great moments in WandaVision too. Yeah, that you, yeah, yeah. Um, another, the last quick thing I saw, and I, I saw it online, um, the clock tower that Kate Bishop, by the way, Kate Bishop's awesome in this show, and I, I think they cast it perfectly. Yeah, big fan of Haley. Yeah, yeah, me too, and I think they cast it perfectly, but when she destroys the clock tower in the beginning of the first episode, uh, the clock tower is named after Obadiah Stain from the first Iron Man movie. It was dedicated to him. There's a little plaque in there, you can read it. It's called the, it's called the Stain Tower. So yeah, I thought that was a neat nod. Um, so yeah, that was episode one and two. Uh, comes out every Wednesday on Disney Plus. So be looking I think forward. we needed some old lady outside the clock tower saying "Save the clock tower," possibly <laughs> handing out flyers. Yeah, possibly doing that. Yeah. So yeah, that was Hawkeye. Uh, we'll talk about it probably next week and every week going forward, especially if there's big reveals. Um, so yeah. Um, Rock Hall happened this week. I didn't end up watching it, but I saw some clips of it. The Rock Hall of Fame. Um, Jay-Z went in. We're big Jay-Z fans. Um, LL Cool J went in. Right, yeah. Well, everything prior to, you know, probably the Black Album. But Yeah, Black Album before. I don't know. I liked his ones after that. Maybe the one with the Justin Timberlake song might have been the last album where I was like, eh. Didn't really like it that much, but for the most part, we love uh, Blueprint and everything. Yep, Blueprint and uh, Black Album, all the all the old albums, yeah, they're good. And uh, LL, LL Cool J went in. Eminem performed with him, "Rock the Bells," which was kind of cool. I don't know if you saw the video or not. Um, I did not. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You got to look it up. It's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, um, I ended up watching the Beatles documentary on Disney Plus. Um, I watched part of it. I haven't finished yet because it's a fucking epic. Of course, it's Peter Jackson directing the damn thing. Every episode is three three hours, and it's three episodes. But so far, pretty so far, so good. Um, I don't know if you're a Beatles fan, if you're into the music like I am. But um, eh. the uh, it basically tells the story of the last two albums of them producing, it. and there's not too many behind the scenes. Actually, there's probably not any of the Beatles like that. That intimate, that developing songs the way they did. It show it shows. Iconic, sh- uh, iconic songs being developed through camera lens is pretty, pretty cool. See, I recommend that if you have the if you have the time, which I, 
I, I do, but it's just, it's, it's a lot. It's by the time everything is over, I think it's going to be close to seven or eight hours and there's only three episodes. So <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. And the other big thing that we watched, the last thing that we're going to re- review this week, we watched the clerk, uh, Kevin Smith doc. Yes. Um, very good. I yeah, it. it was, it was great. And we're both Kevin Smith fans. Um, yes. Something like 36? Boy, what is that anyway? Something like 36? Does that include me? 37. I'm 37? I'm going to class. <laughs> oh my god. 37. My girlfriend sucked 37 dicks. In a row? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. my god, that movie has so many quotables. So yeah, we love we love clerks. We love Mallrats. We love uh, shit. We love Dogma. Dog, I love Dogma. Amy. I don't know how you feel about that. I, I, I like chasing Amy. I love Dogma. It's probably my favorite. That, and of yeah. course, of course, Elias in Clerks Two. Yeah. Clerks Two is uh, actually really good. Uh, it kind of falls apart at the end, but so did Clerks One. So give it a pass for the, the first forty-five minutes of. <laughs> did you hear that? Yeah. For the first 45 minutes, this is one of the most entertaining movies I've ever seen. What the fuck's pillow pants? <laughs> Women. But yeah. <laughs> oh, and, man, that uh, cast does not look like they aged well for Clerks 3, though, I can tell you that much. Yeah. Outside uh, of Rosario Dawson. And uh, Jay's been through so much, so much drugs in the last few years that his, oh, yeah. face, his face has deteriorated, you can tell. I mean, he's yeah. he's clean. He's clean now. I'm glad he is. But yeah, um, but yeah, and they're and they're doing Clerks three next, so that'd be good. Um, so yeah, and of course, it was the first uh, first time we saw Stan Lee in Mallrats. It's the first time he, his big cameo in that. Um, and that was Kevin Smith's idea, yeah. or it wasn't his idea. He wanted it to be a Stan Lee like character, and somebody he knew got in touch with Stan Lee and got the okay which is great because the Captain Marvel scene they show brought a little tear to my eye when I saw Captain Marvel and Stan Lee's reading the script for Mallrats yep that was great they look happy I guess as far as couples go you know it reminds me of an issue of Spider-Man I did when Peter Parker and Gwen Stacy went lingerie shopping of course the Green Goblin showed up and he pumpkin popped the hell out of the place but aside from that it, it's pretty much the same thing Oh my god. Holy shit! Aren't you? Oh, Stanley. Hi. <laughs> so yeah, Stan <laughs> Stanley is awesome. And uh yeah, yeah I lo- I love Kevin I love Kevin Smith. Dogma. You heard the beginning of the episode. Alan Rickman was amazing in that in that movie. Everybody, that whole entire mm. cast. You look back on it, Chris Rock. You look at all, all you look at fucking George Carlin plays the priest, the uh, bishop, or whatever the hell he was, and Buddy Christ. I mean, that whole entire movie is just amazing. It's, it sucks and that it's not. Top of the is produced by Weinstein. Yeah, and he has no and he, he has no way of getting it back. That's why it's not on digital because Harvey Weinstein owns it. But it's it's free on YouTube, so you it's can free, watch it on YouTube. It, it, it is free on YouTube, so yeah. The entire yeah, thing, so. Yeah. yeah, the movie's the movie's amazing. It's uh. It's well worth a watch if you've never seen it, um, and of course, especially Chase, if you're raised Catholic. Yeah, if you have any any religious upbringing at all, it's it's it brings it kind of grounds it grounds you to it. Um, 
probably pisses a lot of people off, but and I know it, I know it did because in in the movie in the in the Clark documentary you see that there was big protest at the time when it came out from the Catholic League and because he pretty much yep. takes he pretty much takes religion and turns it up on its on its shoulders. So I mean I I love Kevin Smith because he's just like a regular guy. He's just like if you and I wrote a script and became famous, it's basically what would have happened. His life yeah, story. Yes, so it would probably be a terrible movie like most of his movies, but they'd have a, a niche audience. Yep. Yeah, because yeah, because it would be all you know. His um, his movies aren't really that good, if to be honest. Like the earlier ones are much better, but it's it's very niche. Not everyone's gonna like them. They're definitely not for everyone. Which is why he does the touring now, where he doesn't even release them. He just goes out on tour with them and does a Q and A afterwards. Yeah, if you like, if you like that whole Jay and Bob uh, view of Skew Universe, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna love it. Um, first time I remember hearing about him it was in the early '90s in the comic books in the back page. There was always review. There was always like posters for movies coming out, and I remember seeing the Mallrats because Mallrats was heavily promoted in comic books back then. Mm. Um, it's the first time I remember seeing him. Um, yeah, I saw Clerks when I worked at the video store when I was 15, and yeah. uh, and I became a fan. That and, and Mallrats, I think I saw also in that time. Um, and yeah, I've I always I, loved Mallrats because I used to always just go to the mall and hang out too. So Yeah, I think I saw Dogma maybe on one of those free Stars previews when we used to have them on TV back in the day. That was uh, probably yeah. one of my first ones. Um, yeah, he was, he was great. previews. Yeah, me too. Um yeah, a lot of the a lot of the movies I watched in the '90s probably started started from there. But yep, yeah, he was. Didn't matter was, the movie that was on either. You just threw in a tape and hit record, and you got free movies forever. Yeah, you had an eight, you had an eight hour VHS you recorded on. You can have you can have a bunch oh, of yeah. good movies on there. Um, That's how I saw Back to the Future is after the movie Aliens. Weird yeah. back to back movies, and then Baby Jessica, which is a movie about a kid that fell into a well at like two years old and survived for three days. <laughs> so weird, three movies that on the same VHS. Pop just threw that in the old uh, VCR and hit record. Oh wow! I didn't even know there was like twenty minutes of Alien I had never seen before until the DVD came out in like ninety nine. I was like, wait a minute, this is how the movie starts. <laughs> so yeah, he was the first to use the internet. For uh, fan interaction and promotion, he was one of the first, and uh, yeah, he just he just developed a relationship with his audience that 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 kind of morphed into his podcasting empire that he has now, with uh, yes. which which we're into quite a, quite heavily. Um, I started with Hollywood Babylon with uh, Ralph Garman, and uh, you and you kind of watch Batman Batman on Batman. Right? I'm pretty so, much strictly uh, was it now Batman Beyond? Batman Beyond. Be, uh, yeah. After he, he lost, Batman on Batman. After he lost, he after he, after he lost weight, he decided to call it Batman Beyond, <laughs> Fat Man Beyond. So, but that was mainly because he didn't want. They started to grow bigger, yeah. and uh, he didn't want any deal with WB coming after him for the Batman part. So they called okay. it Fat Man Beyond. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. He's a he's a pop cultural uh, pop cultural uh, pillar right now. Kind of like Stanley. Kind of like. Uh, Kind of like uh, yeah, Ryan they Reynolds. Mentioned, uh, is turning the into the movies that. he wrote, I mean, the uh, comic books he wrote, also besides just his yep. movies, um, all of which are now fueled by marijuana. 
which they also talk about in the documentary. Yeah, because... <laughs> was, it, was it his sister that was like, I was pissed when Seth Rogen introduced him to pot because I never thought he'd be working in Hollywood again? Kevin was basically like, I was out of Hollywood. I was smoking pot and read more movies. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Another another movie that uh, we didn't mention, fucking Zack and Mary, which is great. I love that movie. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's a great movie. So, yeah, uh, he kind of made it cool to be a geek. The whole reason we do this podcast, I mean, back in high school, we would have never done shit like this. We would have never outed ourselves loving uh, this type of shit. Because I, I know I wouldn't uh, have. I don't know. I, I know I uh, wouldn't have. No. I would have, and then I would have regretted it. Exactly. And, that, and it's a regret that would have made, <laughs> so I wouldn't have done anything. So he kind of he made it cool to be a geek, and I love that about him. Um, and, I'm, and I'm forever grateful. And now I'm... Now I now I don't give a shit. I'll I'll uh, spew my love for it till the day I die. So well, you're fucking thirty eight years old. I should hope. I should hope. Well, that's okay. Plus, turn. it's popping right now. It's popping. Yeah, I mean, People yeah, love it's comic books now. And nineties nostalgia, eighties nostalgia. It's 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 the it's what's in. People hate it. People love it. I I still love it. Um, it's the whole reason we have Marvel movies. It's the whole reason the DC movies are so popular. I mean, it's it's the re- it's the reason for uh, for the way the world works right now. So get used to it, pretty much. All right. So do you want to start with our new segments, or do you want to get into the news? How do you want to start this this week? Uh, let's uh, go with the news. Okay. Uh, first, first, uh, first thing I saw this week. Kind of sucks because we, we we record the episode on Sunday and all the news comes out on Monday, so a lot, a lot of this news is <laughs> yeah is a week old. Bad, but bad timing. Uh, Jamie Dorman from uh, Fifty Shades, he's met with Marvel, Kevin Feige for a potential superhero role. Um, Fifty Shades will be oh. suck, but he's uh he's all right. He's an all right guy. Um, can't think of what else he was in, but um, he's not too bad of an actor. So we'll see about that on the other. The other uh, thing I saw was um, Keanu Reeves. Hold on, my notes fucking froze. Of course they did. Of course they did as I'm recording. Um, yeah, Keanu Reeves said it would be an honor to uh, join the Marvel Universe. I mean, he's what, in this mid-50s, almost almost 60 by now? Um, yeah, he's 55, I think. So yeah, and it's a lot. It's a lot to entail to join in a production like that. And he basically said that, but he loves the direction, the directors, and the visionaries, and they're doing some something that no one's ever done before with the universes that they've created. So he he, he kind of praised that praised that system, which is cool. You love to, you love to see those mainstream actors jump in on stuff like that. Um, the other thing I saw, uh, Star Wars sequel trilogy. The Star, yeah, the Star Wars sequel trilogy characters will live on, according to Kathleen Kennedy. Uh, nope. So they, so yeah, they're, they're still pushing How forward. How is she not fired scene. yet? No, I think she just signed a three-year deal, a continuation. Yeah, allegedly, she just signed a three-year deal. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, they take away creative control. Yeah, she's those, there just to make sure everything gets done on budget. Yeah, those those sequ- she needs to go. Yeah, those sequel movies are uh, pretty horrible. Although I, I love, I do love Kylo Ren. I yeah. loved Finn and Poe, but they were just wasted. Yeah. And Ray was alright. Whatever. Yep. Yeah. 
So yeah, the other uh, big Disney Plus Marvel, you know, Marvel Star Wars related news. Um, D- Disney in a couple of years may merge Hulu and Disney Plus together to gain the big numbers that they're trying to get for subscribers. In a couple of years, they want like a couple hundred million subscribers. That's their target. Um, Disney runs the world. Yes, so so that that may ha- they may that may happen in a couple of years. Uh, right now, they're doing a trans. There's a transition at Disney where Bob Bob Iger is leaving, and there's another guy coming in. So yeah, um, so yeah. Right now, I think that I think it's shared by Comcast and Hulu. Uh, Comcast and Disney share Hulu, the the uh, the whole brand of that. So it'll be, an, it'll be an interesting year with everything merging. I know uh, HBO Max and uh, Discovery. Is it Discovery or um, yeah, it's Discovery, right? That are merging. Yes. So yeah, that's that's going to be an interesting. And everybody thinks they're going to restore the Snyderverse, which I don't think they will at this point. I think by well, then they'll just let it go. I think it's proven itself but, too. So it's it's hard. Yeah, it's hard to tell. Snyder's doing his deal with Netflix now. I don't even know if he wants to do it. Right. I didn't know Henry Cavill though came out the last week or two and said he wants to do another uh, Superman, which he keeps saying. So, hopefully that gets done because he's I love him as Superman. Yeah. So. Um, I don't know if you saw Ridley Scott had confirmed that he's doing a Blade Runner TV series and he wants to do an Alien TV series. I don't know if you saw that. I know you're big on. I did uh, not. Al- I don't know. I know you're big on Alien. Um, yes. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's. Yeah. I'm still pissed the real sequel to Aliens isn't being made. Because right. uh, that sounded really interesting. Yeah, I remember seeing um, I remember seeing art of that. Who is a Campin Campin Bloop? How do you pronounce his name? I don't um, know. He, it's the guy that directed the fuck some alien movie. Um, Neil Blumenkamp Blumen something. Oh uh, yes, he was supposed um, to do it. Um, District Nine or something. Yeah, it's District Nine. Yep. Yeah, that's okay. it. So yeah, he was supposed to do it, and he had Michael Bean uh, signed mm-hmm. up, which of course I love. He had Sigourney Reader, we, uh, Weaver ready to go, and I believe even the girl who played Newt, who was only in that one movie, was going to come back and be Newt, and do a proper sequel to the movie Aliens, hmm. which basically would have just seen them drifting off into space for whatever year, amount of years has been since Aliens, which came out in like 86, so 30-something hmm. years later, it would have picked up. But uh I'd be down for a TV show. I mean, not a huge fan of what he did with uh, those two other movies there, but uh, eh. it'll yeah, probably get, just be said in the Alien universe. I don't know. I'm not really a big Prometheus fan, so I, I like the last two. Um, I mean, I'm 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 new into the Alien universe. I think I just watched it recently for the first time with you. In the last five. Yeah, I think years. you saw the first Prometheus before you even saw the first Alien I did. movie. I I did. That's the whole reason I went back and watched the first two Alien movies. And I've seen uh, Prometheus, and I saw the sequel, um, Alien Covenant. Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. I thought that was that was pretty decent with so. Danny McBride. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other uh, the other thing I saw this week, uh, Jurassic World, did a little pro- prologue prequel kind of teaser. I don't know if you ended up watching it. Um, I have not seen it yet. Oh yeah, it's pretty cool. It, it kind of it shows uh, the dinosaurs back in millions of years ago. Um, and then it, it kind of goes into the future and shows them 
trampling down a movie theater because at the end of the last Jurassic World movie, the dinosaurs come to America and are going rampant oh. all over the country. So it kind of shows them going into this um, this outdoor movie theater drive-in, and the the uh, Tyrannosaurus destroys it and makes it makes a wreck makes a wreck of everything. And uh, yeah, it's supposed to be a a uh, official unofficial uh, intro to the movie. So we'll see. Um, another thing I saw this week, um, the Spider-Man No Way Home movie. It's a big, uh, big collaboration with Sam Raimi and Mark Webb um, to complete the backstories. I saw that as well. To complete the backstories that they created in their in their first movies that came out years ago, um, and uh, they wanted to fill in the details about the villains and the rumors that the Spider-Men are in it. They wanted to fill out where they would be and how they wanted their stories to compete. To, to be completed, pretty much. So we'll see what happens. We got another, I don't know, three three weeks or so left until those movies, until that movie comes out, and we see some major shit. So it'll be interesting. And the last thing, the last news article this week, something that uh, something that runs dear to my heart when I was younger. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, big... uh, R.I.P. Trini. Yeah, yeah, so she died in like <laughs> she died in like nineteen ninety nine, two thousand. Um, she ended up leaving yep. the show for con- for contract stuff. Um, her and the Black Ranger um, ended up leaving back in the day. But yeah, uh, the the news is that Netflix is doing a whole entire shared universe of the Power Rangers, might have more from Power Rangers to be in fact. Um, they're doing a full full franchise reboot. Going to be multiple TV shows, movies. Um, it's going to be adult oriented, kind of MC M- MCU adjacent. All adult for us, for probably twenty year olds. You know, um, there's going to be kids shows that well that are going to be connected, animated kids shows. Um, and uh, I think, yeah, and I think next they bring week, bring back this, Tommy. They bring it back Tommy. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully it's the be- that's the best story of the whole entire Tommy saga, and he's the most well known uh, Power Ranger. And they so. kind of, they I don't know, do they? Yeah, they teased it in the uh, first movie, the reboot from a few years ago. Yeah, that uh, was they trash. They teased it, or they said it was going to be in the sequel. Yeah, it wasn't great. Well, no, that wasn't was, great. yeah, that was that was trash. Um, so yeah, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna start our Saturday morning throwback this week. We're gonna talk about. Batman the Animated Series, but next week, just a, just a spoiler for next week, we are going to bring up Power Rangers and the and how iconic it was back in the 90s. It was huge. Yep. 1994 was just huge for Power Rangers, and I'm going to bring that up, the toys, everything. But, yeah, this week, this week... One of the greatest shows... One of the greatest oh, yeah. cartoons. By far. It was... It came out right after Tim Burton's Batman. Yep. 
and uh, yeah, it was uh, it was pretty incredible for yep. for what it introduced. The uh, it was uh, it was probably if, if you were to look back at what influenced the current comic book outline, comic book movie outline, you can probably look back at the first X Men movie, which was which was a great movie. Blade, of course, which was the first live action Marvel movie. And this series, the Spider-Man series and the X-Men series. Yep. And this series was very grounded in in what it was. Um, and of course you had Mark Hamill. <laughs> Mark Hamill playing the Joker, which was fantastic. But not... Not always the Joker, because uh, Tim Curry did it for one episode. Yes, he did. He was the Joker. So yeah, uh, first time we saw Harley Quinn, she was introduced in the series. Yep. became became a she popular. Was created by Paul Dini. Yep, and became a popular pop culture phenomenon after it, yep. and to now where she's in the movies played by Margot Robbie. Um, and uh, Kevin Smith's daughter is named Harley Quinn after the character. after after the show because he's before a, he's she became popular. Yeah. Before she became popular in movies, I should say. Yep, and she's and she and he's a huge fan of the show as well. Um, the other great thing about that show, the one thing I remember the most, are the amount of characters they had. But the, the whole backstory of Mister Freeze was done oh, yeah. so so brilliantly. And incredible on that show, um, showing his wife almost in, as good as they did. Uh, almost as good as when Arnold portrayed him in Batman and Robin. Oh my right god! With Ar- with Arnold's performance, um, stay cool, yeah. chill. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a cold town in Gotham tonight. <laughs> Uh, he made twenty million dollars for that movie. That yeah. piece of shit. It's almost so bad it's good territory, but that piece of shit movie. Yeah, the fuck out of here. That that first Batman movie was huge, and it brought on Batman for the next ten years. Just just the the amount of movies, the amount of toys, the amount of TV cartoon shows that came out. It was a it was a million dollar billion dollar property for them. Oh yeah. Um, and it was huge, um, and then they fucked it up with all the movies at towards the end. The Tim Burton ones were fantastic. Um, yeah, but technically the but, second one's a Christmas movie, so techni- technically awesome. it is. And yeah, you just look at those casts. But yeah, well, we're not here talking about that. We're here talking about the animated series. And uh, anim- animated series was just a great thing. You'd get home in the afternoon, and it would be on the Fox lineup, and you'd watch it and. It was it was just it was great characters. Uh, you had you had the Mad Hatter. You had that puppet guy. You had uh, the marionette there. I don't remember his name. He was like a gangster. Um, oh yeah, yeah, with, yeah. A machi- with a little Clayface. machine gun. You had Clayface. Yeah, you had you, you had, had Killer everyone. Croc. Because yeah. they could do anything with animation, so you didn't have to worry about it looking good for the movies. They could never even now with the CGI it would be tough to do Clayface. Yeah. Um, you had, had Two Face. You had you had all the whole whole. Yeah, the Two Face arc was incredibly incredible. It's not really a series either that's in order. So like, if you start it from the scratch, it doesn't really matter. Because like Robin's all of a sudden in like episode two or three, and then there's episodes after that with our Robin. It's it's weird in that way. If I remember correctly, it's been a while since I revisited the show. But 
Yeah. So yeah, that was that was a great show. Recommend it. Um, I know it's streaming. Do you know whereabouts it's streaming right now? It's on. Yeah, is it on uh, HBO? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I watched a few episodes last night. Um, and uh, and the Blu-rays. And the good news about that, um, HBO Max now with all these streaming services, HBO Max is doing a sequel to. It's it's not it's more like a. It's not a traditional sequel. It's more of a uh, intellectual continuation. Sequel. No, uh, not even a, not even continuation. It's just the people that did that show are coming back to do a uh, another run, kind kind of. Uh, no, it's another is, Batman. Uh, Mark story. Hamill involved? I don't. I don't you know. Mark? I don't know, but I know a lot of the. Uh, I know a lot of the background people from the animated series are coming back for this new show. This new cartoon. is uh, Conroy back. He should. He was one of the best Those Batman. The two that we need. Yep. I mean, Mark Campbell retired from it, then came back for The Killing Joke, which in itself was a joke of a film um, compared to the comic he was based on. But, uh, those yeah, two guys. going to be involved. Those, t- those two guys were so good that 20 years later, when the Arkham games came out back on the Xbox, Xbox 360, they, re- they reprised their voices for Batman and yep. Joker. And if Except you, if for you've the ever, Origins game. Well, yeah, the, the 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 main trilogy they came back in. Yeah. If you've ever played those games through, you realize how how great it is to hear Mark Hamill come back as the Joker and, and Kevin Conroy is just booming voice as Batman is just amazing. Um, so yeah, there's our our throwback for the week, uh, and next week will be Power Rangers. Looking forward to that. Interesting. Um, this week we're starting a new segment. A video. Well, actually, we're continuing a new segment, video game of the week, and Kevin's choice this week. One of the greatest games that ever came out on the N sixty four, by far, if not the best game that's ever come out. Period. Of course, Arcarina of Time. Zelda, Legend of Zelda, Arcarina of Time. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're talking some epic shit in that game. I mean, back mm-hmm. in the day, it came out right after, uh, I don't know, a couple years after Mario 64, which is another great game. And uh, yep. It was the first 3D Zelda. Yep. It was uh, incredible. You're, you take the hero's journey from childhood through adulthood, and... Uh, there's time the link is some of the most fun you'll ever have. Yep, there's time it's travel involved. Game. There's time travel involved. Yep. There's uh, music mechanics. There's uh, weapon building. There's armor building. There's boss battles and dungeon battles that were just incredible. And you and a lot of people that played those games, grew up on those games, remember them pretty vividly. Playing as Link yeah. throughout the throughout the game, playing fighting Dark Link, which is a reverse version of Link. You remember that? You remember all the villains? You remember yep. Ganon, of course. Um, and it was just big open world, which you didn't see too many games like that at the time. But it was no. a huge. It was a huge world. I mean, compared to the games now, Hyrule is gigantic in a lot of the current games. Oh, yeah. But if back you then, in the wild, it's absolutely enormous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And back, but back then, it was the first time you could actually walk through Hyrule. Go from one end of Hyrule to the from the castle to to the woods to Ganon to Ganon's fortress. You could do everything yep. in that in that game, and you had a Epona, which was his which was his horse, and 
it was it was an incredible game. Um, and of course, the whole entire game. Hey, listen. You were followed. You were followed by that, and just that one noise is the one thing you always remember from playing that game because it was constant every time because you she would was... use it. It was almost like a computer cursor using her to battle. You would you would use well, her name was Navi, and you would use her to battle enemies. You, it, would, it would kind of focus in on them um, and, and target them. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. She uh, she used to piss me off, and that was the same Christmas I got. Uh, I just started getting to the BC Boys, and uh, I got Paul's Boutique, which is their second album, mm-hmm. and. Uh, so I would just listen to that while playing Zelda. So like those two are forever ingrained. So every time I play it, I just think of the BC Boys, and if I throw in that album, I think of playing Zelda. Mm. Um, such a good game, such a good experience. Yeah, it's a great experience, and, and it's that still fucking it, Water Temple, that goddamn bitch Water Temple. All, all those, all those later temples were pretty hard. Yeah, um, and and uh, Ganon was a great villain. Um, and I didn't know much. I don't know about you. I didn't know much about Zelda before that game. I don't think a lot of people did. It was the first one I played. I never yeah. played the one for Super Nintendo. And I didn't. Yeah, I don't remember much about it. But I, 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 now I've played probably three, three or four complete Zelda games since then, from uh, yep. Majora's Mask to Wind Waker to uh, Twilight Princess. I think those. I remember those you came the... up from Florida when Wind Waker came out and played at my yep. house. And Wind Waker, yeah, Wind Waker was great because yeah, they're they're just great games. I... Didn't really like Twilight Princess. I think it should have been way better than it was. But yeah, whatever. Yeah, because yeah, that was the first. That was the they first. They all kind of uh, retell the, the same story. Yep. They all kind of yeah. retell a lot of the same story. And supposedly there, supposedly there's a timeline of everything that happens. It's just confusing. But you just play that. Well, first you saw game. the Angry Video Game Nerd do that timeline, right? I, that's I believe like his yeah. best video. It's fucking incredible because the timeline doesn't make a lick of sense at all. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah, that's a that's a great game. I'm I'm glad you chose it this week. Um, yeah, and next week, uh, next week I'm going to do Super Mario Brothers. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna do Super Mario World. I was kind of I was kind of torn on Super Mario Brothers Ooh, or Super Mario World. Worst game. I think I think I'm gonna do Super Mario World just because it's just so iconic in my life on hmm. the uh, on the Super Nintendo. So we're gonna do that next week. One hundred percent. Yep. So yeah, um, so yeah, you want to talk about you want to do a little a little uh, talk about Christmas movies, Christmas in general, Thanksgiving, yeah, holidays. Well, of course, it was Thanksgiving, so for the first time ever, I watched the John Hughes picture, planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah, um, yeah that's our lost movie which, review for the week. Yes, because you had never which, seen it. Um, yes, and I was never a big fan of Steve Martin. Still not. I don't find him funny at all. See, um, I, I'm going to stop. Candy, I'm, also, I'm not a fan of John Candy, so. <laughs> I'm going to stop you right there. Um, the Jerk is one of the greatest movies ever made. And I will fight anybody eh. on that. Oh, my God. Eh. <sighs> eh. But anyways, back to the movie. <laughs> I, back I, to the movie. Um, I, I, I can't. Eh. Eh. Um, it's pretty good. I enjoyed a lot of it. The first half, I'm like, why is this rated R? Because nothing jumps out that should be rated R. Then Steve Martin starts using his shit and starts swearing. So I was like, oh, there it is. But, uh, no, it was a good little holiday flick. 
Mm-hmm. I may watch from time to time on Thanksgiving or around that time. Yeah, there aren't too um, many things. There aren't too many Thanksgiving movies to begin with. No, there's like that. Knives Out. People consider a Thanksgiving movie. Um, but nothing really. Yeah. Thanksgiving. It's just usually Thanksgiving hits, and that's when you start watching Christmas movies. So, like Elf is always on, and so is uh, Home Alone, like Thanksgiving night. So. Yeah, the one thing I always remember from that movie. No. Oh. Oh. Why did you kiss my ear? Why are you holding my hand? Where's your other hand? Between two pillows. Those aren't pillows. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah, that's the one but thing yeah, I, I enjoyed the movie. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you watched it. Yeah, it's a good movie. Um, Finally. And, I, I was going to watch it last year and I just didn't. So, yeah, cool yeah, story, it, Kevin. <laughs> so, yeah, the month of December, we're going to do Christmas movies every week. Um, we're going to choose a Christmas movie, a lost movie that we've never seen or one of us haven't seen, and we're going to we're gonna uh, review it for you guys. Um, so yeah, uh, should be interesting. Too. New movies, yeah. There's a couple you've you've already watched Eight Bit Christmas. I haven't seen it yet. We're gonna review. Yeah, that I'm next, gonna watch it again. Uh, you said it was Spoiler great. Spoiler alert! I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, we're gonna do that next week a review because I haven't seen it yet. Um, so yeah, uh, we'll talk about we'll talk about Thanksgiving first because um, we because you did watch that movie. What are your go to sides or or Thanksgiving meal? Well, here's the deal with Thanksgiving meals. Not a real big fan of Thanksgiving overall. Um, we always used to go to my cousin's house and my Aunt Patty's house. And she had uh, aunt, my mom's cousin. I guess she's my mom's cousin. Um, I always called her Aunt Patty. Patty. But uh, we used to go to her house and she would always have bomb-ass apps. So I would load up on shit like taco dip and stuff like that. And... Um, they eat very little Thanksgiving dinner because I was usually too full. And when I was a kid, I didn't like gravy and turkey's too dry. But now I love uh, gravy, turkey's okay. I usually uh, load up on potatoes and stuffing because uh, we usually make like stuffing with like sausage in it and stuff, and it's really good. Um, and uh, my mom's mac and cheese is usually a staple as well. Yeah, um, it's requested pretty much at every family gathering that my mother makes it. So that's always been a staple. So I'd say turkey, sausage, stuffing, nice gravy, obviously, and everything, potatoes, and then mac and cheese with a little bit of hot sauce if it's available. You know uh, one thing that's missing from your Thanksgiving meal? It, I, you son of a Ve- bitch, if you say... <laughs> If you say what I think you're going to say, no. Well, I'm going to say vegetables Some in general. Some sort of cream corn or... Well, yeah. I don't do vegetables. I don't either, but Thanksgiving's the one year where you can have vegetables doctored up to be the don't fattest and sugariest thing. Bullshit like green bean casserole or cream corn spinach cake or whatever you were trying to sell me on the other day. You let me give you. Bitch. Let me give you. None let of those give you my, my plate. Let me give you my go-to's. You already mentioned it: green bean casserole. I make that. Oh. Uh, let's see, stuffing, of course. Turkey, I love turkey. Uh, you got to cook it a certain way. We used to put apples inside of I our like, turkey and cook yeah, it with 
Yep. Um, I do like dark meat. I love dark meat. Yeah, I hate I hate dark meat. I go for the I go for the uh, the white meat, but I I don't like my cook I don't like my turkey overcooked. I like it a little a little uh, moist and uh, delicious and uh, yeah. yeah. I'll the turkey medium rare, please. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> and uh, let's see, green bean casserole. I make a I make a really good corn casserole. Uh, not a lot of people. I mean, I haven't. I, I started making it a couple of years ago. It's pretty good. I told you about that. Um, what a fucking throw up! It's like cornbread and corn mixed together with cheddar oh. and milk and oh. cream and butter. Oh. I mean, come on! Fucking it's disgusting! Delicious. Disgusting! Oh, what about candy DMs? You know, like candy DMs. Candy what? Candy yams. Yams. Yes, it's like yams. Yams. yams y a m. It's candy. It's yeah. yams with brown sugar and a whole bunch of apple apple pie type slice uh, spices and you. Uh, so it'd be like marshmallows. Candy carrots. No, I'm good. Kind of. You put marshmallows like pass over. Pass for me, it. dog. No, it's like fucking sweet potatoes. Sweet potatoes can get the fuck out of here too. Fucking put marshmallows on sweet potatoes. Get the fuck out of here. Oh my god. You're killing me this over just here. Just took a turn. Yes. Oh my god, you're killing me. What about my, desserts? What do you do for desserts? Well, I make a bomb ass key lime pie. It's probably my favorite pie. Um, okay, okay. Uh, tradi- key lime. It's light. Traditional pies. I like apple. Not a big fan of blueberry. Um, With the apple, do you uh, melt the cheddar cheese on it? I do not, but I do love apple pie and cheddar cheese. I, I've Separately. had it before. Um, and I oh, can. Okay. And I can it, no, together. Um, and okay. uh, I like just a little vanilla ice cream with it. I know. Yeah, apple pie Alamo, the best. Um, I make a great pumpkin cheesecake. I don't like pumpkin pie because it gets all sweaty and slimy, and I don't like the texture of it. But pumpkin cheesecake I'm down for, and I make a pretty good one. Um, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, it's good. Um, let's see, what else do I make? Uh, lemon meringue is probably my second favorite pie. Traditional lemon meringue with a regular pie crust. Um, pecan pie can go fuck itself. Uh, yeah, that shit hurts my like teeth or something. I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting old. I think, it's like I, a rock. Is, it's like is it basically, sugar. Isn't it basically just pecans and, and sugar and then it just hardens? Basically. Yeah, fuck yeah, that. Essentially, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, fuck that noise. I, I mean, ain't doing that. Whatever. Yeah, I'm good on that. I'll take... I just like uh, apple pie is good. Uh, blueberry pie is alright um, but you know slice of apple pie a la mode eh it's pretty good yeah it's a good end pretty to a big good. meal or an apple you, crisp it, apple crisp also love apple crisp you know, you know who's a- like, you know who's apple Thanksgiving. you know who's apple crisp I like right my bosses uh, yep I love that apple crisp I've I've tried to an apple crisp I don't like oats in my apple crisp, so I, I like I, every yeah. time I can find a recipe or find one that doesn't have oats, it's oatless. I love it, and, her, and hers happens to be that. And yeah, I love it. And it, yeah, nice. if I if I can even have dessert Sweet. after a dinner like that, those would be my go tos probably. Yeah, I usually what do we do for dessert this year? Oh yeah, grasshopper pie. That's a good one. Oh yeah, kind of yeah. light. That's good. We yeah, did. We uh, did friend of ours made one and it came out really good um yeah i did i've done chocolate i've done chocolate cream chocolate mousse pies i've done a really good strawberry cream pie before 
Um, so yeah, yeah, that's our pie talk for the evening. Um, yes. So yeah, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is a great holiday. Not as good as Christmas. Christmas is the yeah. ultimate. I'd say Thanksgiving is probably my third favorite behind Christmas and Flag Day. What about Halloween? Yeah. 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 Probably Halloween. This is like my fourth Christmas Flag Day, Halloween, Thanksgiving. Flag Day. You know, yeah. Kevin. He's he's all American. <laughs> Patriotic to the bone. Yep. He's a real American. Just like uh, Hulk Hogan. Yes. Yeah, say your prayers, take your vitamins, do your cocaine. Do your steroids. Oh, he did do steroids. No, he didn't do steroids. <laughs> he did play bass for Metallica, but then ended up turning him down because he was going to go be a wrestler. Next so. next, next week, <laughs> next week, let's do our choke on Hulk Hogan and all the lies he's told through the years. Remember that video? <laughs> yes. Let's do that oh. next week. Let's do that next week. We've got to. Okay, we can talk about that porno he made with Bubba the Love Sponge's wife. Yeah, the down the downfall of Hulk Hogan. <laughs> he stopped selling and changed the finish midway through. It was very weird. Oh, I'll never look at those twenty-four inch pythons ever again the same way. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> What's next on the docket? <laughs> Well, uh, now we've turned off the audience. Let's uh, talk about Christmas. What was your uh, what is, what's a couple of toys that you remember growing up seeing under the tree when you'd get up in the morning on Christmas Day? I'd always be the type of kid to uh, try to size things up, look at a package, and be like, hmm, "Shake it." What's that going to be? Oh, I would shake. I would shake the shit out of stuff. Yeah, I'm surprised that's why you know none of my toys broke. But uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I used to always. Uh, then my parents were always tricky. Like, when I got the uh, Nintendo 64, I got a, uh, that was back when five-disc CD players were the shit, so they had me, like, open that last. And I didn't even think about the fact I didn't get an N64, I was over playing CDs, whatever. And then they were like, oh, Kevin, you forgot a gift under the tree. Like, yeah, fuck off. Like, I would fucking forget a gift. Anywho, so I go out there, and there's this huge box. So I shake it, and I hear a bell. Oh my god, Jesus. Open it. There's, like, little, like, cat toys in it that made the bell sound there's another giant box inside wrapped up like you son of a bitch dad so I opened that up to find another small box which that was the Nintendo 64 um and this was about 8.50 in the morning we used to be always up cause I would always get everyone up and piss my sisters off it was great and uh so I like hook it up in the front front living room about to fire up that some bitch and my mother goes Days of Our Lives is starting. <laughs> so then I had to wait till 10 a.m. to fucking use that thing. Just sitting there, like, sweating, like, all right. And then my mother's pointing out that this guy's hanging his dead wife's Christmas ball on their tree and shit. And I'm like, I don't care, bro. I don't care. I don't care. But yeah, and uh, played a lot of Mario that, that day. And we yep. couldn't beat that stupid ass penguin, you know. We oh. have to race the penguin. So oh, yeah. me and my cousin spent fifteen dollars on the strategy guide, and basically they were like, "Press up on the joystick and don't fall off." And I'm like, "Bro, that didn't help me." But yeah, it was uh, that was probably my favorite Christmas. It was a good time. Nice, nice. Um, I remember my dad got me a train set. That's probably my most uh, memorable because I still love Lionel trains now. Um, I know your dad's into model trains too. Um, oh yeah, my father loves it. 
yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, I have mine. I don't have room in my house now to put it up, but uh, eventually, hopefully, I have a bigger place and I can do that. Um, but I love Lionel trains. I love uh, the out, the layouts and stuff. And um, the other gifts I got, let's see, I got, I got a motor. I got a RC boat once. That was pretty, pretty great. Um, I remember, I remember those. But the train, the train was always my favorite thing, and to the point where I still love trains now. Most, I should have one of those RC boats because I got that pond in the backyard. You know, what, I should have had one of those. I have no idea why I never got one. You know what sucks about those boats? They're they're battery powered, and if your boat dies in the middle of a lake, you have to go out there and go get it, and you have to swim out there and get uh, your fucking boat. I used to have to I used to have to create a turret in the old pond, take like a bat or something, to like kind of sweep the water. Eventually, it brings in stuff to you, but that'd be a pain in the ass. Yeah, my dad my dad lived my dad lived on a lake. Batteries. My dad lived up in the, on a lake in Orono, and uh, oh nice. Yeah, so yeah, we yeah we it was pretty it was pretty good. To uh, go out there on it and put that out there. Yes, I believe Kirsten Fletcher is the only person of your friends that went up there when you were in high school. I yeah, you never. Yeah, you but never I went up there. Kirsten made the trip once. You met you met my dad. You met my dad once. Yeah, probably at, like graduation. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, uh, yeah. I trains. I love. I love trains. So. What's your go-to Christmas music? What do you like for Christmas music? We already played uh, the intro, "Christmas in Hollis" by Run DMC. Obviously, from from Die That's Hard. A classic. Yes, Popu- popular of all time. Yep. Um, well, nowadays it's easy with the phone to make your own playlist, but back in the day, even up until recently, I always loved like Chipmunks Christmas because I grew up on yep. it. Um, yeah, me too. Me but too. like anything, like big fan of that. Big fan of like I think there's a Beach Boys Christmas album that I kind of like. Um, Pretty much a fan of anything except for that stupid Mariah Carey song. I like all the old classics. Well, the, I'm down more, for uh, anything. The Mariah Carey song they play it so goddamn much that you have to you have to hate it. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see. I loved. I it's loved like that a- song from Titanic. Yeah. Um, growing up, I loved uh, South Park, so I love that whole entire Christmas soundtrack. I don't know if you ever yeah. listened to it. It's it's yeah, pretty yeah. incredible. I love all yeah. the Han- I love all the Hanukkah songs from Adam Sandler. I'm into the. Campy... I was about to say that the Adam Sandler stuff is good too. Yeah, I'm into all that type of uh, campy novelty song. I love Gram- Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer was one of my favorites as a kid. Yep. Um, nowadays, uh, nowadays I like a lot of R and B, like uh, Stevie Wonder and Michael Jackson, Jackson Five. Uh, oh yeah, I got I got it. I got into Frank Sinatra in the last couple of years. I like a lot of dirty, like uh, hip hop, Christmas. There's not too many of them, but there's some great ones if you know where. What, what about the uh, the fucking Juggalos? What are they? The fucking they did a Christmas album there. Oh Jesus uh, Christ! Insane Clown Posse. I used to listen to that Christmas album when I was in like eighth grade. Pissed my parents off. Um, yeah, that, oh. that song, no. that that no. album. No. Dusty used to make me listen to that. My favorite, so. my favorite Christmas song. I don't know if you ever heard it by Weird Al Yankovic. It's not even a Christmas song, but it's the night Santa went crazy. Have you ever heard that song? Yeah. Oh yeah. Of course I have. I love Weird Al. Oh my god, that song! It's basically where Santa goes nuts and kills all the reindeer, mm-hmm. and and uh, and he's going on the lamb and gets arrested and gets. I think I can't remember what happens yeah. at the end of the song, but it's it's incredible. That's probably my favorite song now as an adult. I love that song. Um, yes. What 
and uh, what we'll, we'll get into this now. I was gonna wait until after we talked about our favorite Christmas movies, but I already know your one of your favorite Christmas movies because you watch it every yep. every Christmas Eve. Yep. And there's a Since and there's a fourteen, and there's a big backlash or. It, depending on how you look at it, it's a backlash or appraisal of this movie being a Christmas movie. You want to uh, tell everybody what you watch? Uh, that would be Die Hard, the very first Die Hard. Um, to me, it is a Christmas movie. Um, it takes place on Christmas Eve, and it's about a man trying to get back to his family and um, try to you know get them all back together. Uh, I know the main detractors will say well the movie came out in July it wasn't meant to be a Christmas movie but sometimes things just become Christmas movies anyways uh, or any type of movie like I don't know but but it can become something if it wasn't originally intended to be mm. and I, I look at it as a Christmas movie just because of the uh, things going into it what are your thoughts um, you know what I you've actually turned me on to it I believe one of the first times I ever watched Die Hard was over at your house on Christmas or close to Christmas. Probably. And probably, you know, 15, 20 years ago. But, but yeah, you've definitely turned me on to Die Hard. I love those movies. And that movie is a Christmas movie through yep. and through. There's Christmas music in it. It's set at Christmas time. Yep. It's Christmas. Oh, yeah. And I, and I don't watch it. I don't watch it on christmas eve but i do watch it at christmas time at least once so yep so yeah um let's see what are your uh, what other go-to christmas movies do you like that you try to watch every year or you or you remember watching as a kid that you just love you maybe you haven't watched recently but um i used to watch christmas vacation i still do pretty much every year around yes. this time uh first time i saw it was at chris shaw's house long time ago. I was probably in like fourth grade, fifth grade. Um, so that one, um, a lot of animated stuff like the Grinch, the old school stuff, the chipmunk mm. stuff. Um, Garfield was always one of my favorites growing up. Loved mm. the Garfield special. Um, Charlie Brown, of course. Uh, movie wise though, I'm a big fan of the new, uh, Grinch movie that Scott Mosier did. Uh, one of, Kevin Smith's his main producer in his early days. He hasn't made yep. a film with him in forever. But, yeah, uh, I really like that. And uh, I'm now going to throw Eight Bit Christmas into the rotation. I think uh, I think it's good. So we'll talk about that next week. But uh, nice. Yeah, it's it's a good little movie. And I will be watching at some point in the next month. We will be reviewing Elf because I have never seen it. Yeah, that'll be our and, that'll uh, be one one week so, of our yeah. lost yeah lost movie review for yeah. Elf. If you've never seen it, I've seen it dozens of times. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, it's a great. Next it's week a great we'll do you, and then we'll come back to me and. Okay. We'll yeah. Out. Yep. Um, so yeah, my I I nowadays I mean I wasn't I don't remember as a kid what I used to watch for Christmas. I think I was just so busy playing around and doing shit back in the day. I I was I was watching. See, so I had a tape. My father would just keep a tapes. I think we had two or three of them that were just like he would just tape them. At one point, when we were kids. Um, just the Christmas specials that were on TV, which is why I love Garfield, Charlie Brown, all that stuff. So I just had like these two tapes of just Christmas movies that I would just watch on loop. Yeah, yeah. Like nowadays, I watch a lot of adult-oriented stuff. Like I love Bad yeah. Santa. I don't like I don't like oh, the yeah, second. Bad I, great. 
I don't like the second one, but I love the first one, and I always watch that. And Elf, I watch that every year. Um, I always watch the one thing I always watch every year. If I don't watch anything else, is I watch the South Park Christmas special, where they do all yep. the music montage in that whole entire episode. The, uh, now I've been watching the Always Sunny Christmas special as well. Yes, that's a good one. Yeah, and a, a lot, of, pretty much, TV shows that do Christmas specials, I'll rewatch those versus movies because well, it's they, easier to watch a half hour to an hour than it is to sit through it for hour and a half, two hours. And for the you know, and, time and is for limited. and for the most part, when a TV show does a Christmas episode, it's usually one of the best written shows of the year, just because they put so much time and effort into it. Um, because they know it's going to be rate, uh, ratings high that time of year. Um, so yeah, I love I love the adult. I love um, the one with Seth Rogen that came out a couple of years ago with um, uh, the what was it Night Before? I can't remember what the hell it was, but that was a good movie. Um, the uh, one movie that I can't stand, I think it's fucking overrated, is The Christmas Story, and I know a lot of people like that movie. I, yeah, I'm I just not a big fan. I, I could never get into the Christmas Story. I know, I know, I know. I don't mind has, the one with is it Bill Murray? Don't they do one that's Christmas Story? Oh, oh no, 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 I was Scrooge. thinking of uh, Christmas Carol. Yeah, Scrooge, sorry. I yeah. was thinking of Christmas Carol. Yeah, Christmas Story I'm not a huge fan of. Uh, but my my father and his brother love it. Um, so I'll mm. watch it once on Christmas Day before the uh, basketball, basketball games start. They usually start around noon. Yeah, so. that was made That was made for a generation before us, so that makes sense why, yeah. your, why your dad likes like my that. Parent, my parents grew up in that generation that yeah. the movie takes place in, so... Yeah, yeah, I, and I'm ex- I'm looking forward to our lost movie reviews for the month of December because I'm gonna pick um, I'm gonna pick It's a Wonderful Life. Never seen it. Um, okay, I've never seen it either, so that'll be good. That'll be good. Um, and you're gonna do. Alex I've seen Hilton, I've seen bits and pieces, but I've never sat down and watched the whole thing. Yeah, cool. So yeah, that'll be a, that'll be a couple of choices we're gonna have. We'll have a couple more uh, going forward. But yeah, that's our Christmas chunk. We'll probably talk about Christmas more going into the holidays. Um, I, uh, and I think we'll end the episode there. We did a pretty good uh, good chunk of news, good chunk of uh, stuff going on in the world. So yeah, and Christmas. And uh, I, I wanted to bring up. I did do a. I made a Google Doc of our movie reviews and our pineapple ratings. I haven't posted it yet, but I will post it with the episode. Uh, it's pretty cool. You can just you just click on it and see what we've reviewed, what we gave pineapple ratings to so far, um, with little pictures and all that jazz. I did that uh, last week, wow. so. I'll post yep. that. Um, next week we'll review Eight Bit Christmas. Uh, we'll 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 review Hawkeye, and we'll just see what else comes out in the next couple of days for news and, and notes and what, whatever, what, what have you. So uh, thanks for listening. Like and subscribe. Uh, find us on iTunes. Find us on Spotify. Shit. Find us on Facebook. Uh, search Geek Blurb. We're on there. Uh, we post whatever whenever an episode posts. We post on there. So uh, yep. So yeah. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to the holidays. So yeah, it'll uh, be fun. And uh, thanks for listening. And I uh, just have one question for you. And what's that, Raymond? What's a Nubian? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> What's a new band? Bitch, you almost made me laugh. Man, what about you? You didn't tell me you were going to scream black rage. I nearly pissed myself.